I had pet chickens growing up. Chickens are some of the best pets. Like, oh, they're wonderful. They're they're very well behaved. They're very fairly easy to walk. And I just have a real soft spot for chickens. But anyway, I wasn't trying to get us onto a political topic I, I, accidentally. I apologize. <laughs> they're great. It is Season 7, Episode 4 of the Whales Are Whales Pod. Cast. Cast. I am Brian, and joining me today is Benjamin. Hello, Benjamin. That's my name. Don't wear it out. Benjamin, 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 Gosh, Benjamin. dang it. That freaking A. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Also joining me is Cameron, 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 Cameron. Hello, Cameron. And time to bad joke is 4.6 seconds. Good job, Brian. You did a good job. We really speed run it this time. I think that might you know, be a contender we, for the world record. Yeah. I, you are now making me want to go through every podcast episode and figure out what the average is. Oh, oh, like 20 <laughs> seconds. Like, surely. Yeah. 25 yeah, seconds. That seems long. That seems Honestly, long. Because... I think you would have to. I think you would have to have a separate chart for when steven's on the episode because steven like <laughs> yeah. comes out the gate swinging yes. with a joke like he has it he will, ready yes he will always plan some weird intro and he will feel bad if he has not done something at least a little goofy whether it's a spongebob impression or something more funny hopefully that started um, recently too i noticed yeah like within a year or so yeah that's true ben were you saying something i was gonna ask can you say the name of that show again SpongeBob? Okay, you put the emphasis really weird on the first the first Sponge time you Bob? said it. Yeah, you said SpongeBob. Sponge a SpongeBob uh, Sponge impression. SpongeBob pants. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah, well, yeah, sometimes it shows through that as a kid I never watched the SpongeBob. Oh, you man. sound like an old person saying DVD. It's like Exactly, like what is that SpongeBob? It's not DVD. It's DVD. Yeah, DVD. 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 Oh, jeez. Yeah. We're, we're coming up with Pokemon names. DVD. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, are there any words, Ben, that you find that you like pronounce very strangely that other people are like, Ben, that is not how you say that word, but you're just stuck I with it at this point? I constantly am coming across them, but it's only because of my wife. Basically, mm. probably once once a week, maybe other every two weeks. It's probably less often than that. It feels really often. She's like, Ben, would you just mind repeating the fourth <laughs> word in that sentence? And I'm like, wait, yeah. do, do I, is this another one where I say it wrong? She's like, yeah, yeah. probably. Let's just try it. Let's just say it right. again. How do you say it? Well, I, I mean, the thing has been, it's not necessarily that you say it wrong. You know, there are regional dialects, oh, um, yeah. such as in Texas, we all call it SpongeBob. That is not <laughs> true. Well, no, we do. I like uh, how Can Brian's you remember like, the last example of a word like that, Ben? Um, yeah, if you give me just a second. So fill sure. the dead air for a Here, minute. Meanwhile, Cameron, what are some... Yeah, go for it. So I always say, uh, you know, what's the word R-O-O-F? Oh, no, this is a common one that people say weird. I call it a roof. Yeah, I say roof. Yeah, that's a that's a common, like, southern thing. It I is. in it's, Texas I, and stuff as well. You know, I, obviously, I grew up in Alaska, but then I, I actually grew up in Kentucky, and yeah, um, I never picked up the Kentucky accent, but I picked up a, a, a small amount of Kentuckyisms, yeah. kind of. Um, yep. And I was not made fun of in high school, because no one made fun of me in high school, because I would literally pummel them to death, but people would give me <laughs> trouble <laughs> um, with, with rough, because they'd be like, roof, 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 roof. What are you saying, Cameron? Are you saying roof? Are you saying roof? And I'm like... Yeah. I will beat you up. I, I'm small, but I will. Yeah. Um, 
This yeah. is the nice thing about having started a friendship with you online is I earned my right to make fun of you from a distance. <laughs> That's funny. And that, that, is, that, that is would probably be times way. in our friendship where if we were near each other, I would have punched yeah. the snot out of your arm or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm trying to think of words I say in a weird. I have a strangely like generic accent i don't know yeah i would say all of us have a pretty generic accent honestly right and i'm trying to think of words that people notice that i say strangely i mean obviously i picked up the texas much against my own um uh inclinations i picked up the y'all thing to a decent amount yeah um, i do say y'all still that's one of the few that did pick up y'all it's um, just the, the problem is we don't have a good way to say it outside of y'all like yeah you all we don't have a good replacement word I mean, right, the Midwest right. version of that is you just refer to every group of people as you guys or you guys. like, yeah, I don't like you guys, though. Yeah, uh, I, I don't disagree. Like, I'm not a huge fan of it. I'm just saying that, mm-hmm. like, when I was learning right. Latin, that was how our teacher described the the you plural. <laughs> She's like, it's oh, whenever really? you guys, it's whenever everyone says you guys, like you're referring to a group <laughs> of people. That's interesting. I know. Yeah. No, you're right, Kentucky, though. That was, is a common one. It was yuns was was. Cause, Whoa. Cause, you know, I've never heard that. Y'all is the. um. Y'all is the the typical Southern version, but Kentucky had its own yeah. special Southern. Hmm. Um, and yeah, yeah, it was it was Yoon's coming out for dinner tonight. Um, wow! And That's I never a whole picked, breed. that was one I very specifically like Yins. didn't pick up. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I'm not so saying Yoon's. I think we've given you plenty of time here. Yeah. So the one the one that came to mind is that everyone in my family says like if you're walking from one side of a field to the other side of the field, you would say I'm walking. Mm-hmm. A, like the correct way of saying that is I'm walking across the field, right? Like, okay. sure. But every single person in my family and every person I know puts a either a T or an ED on that word. Across. So it's across, like I'm going oh. across oh. the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And I've like, actually heard that I before. didn't, yeah. And it, it's not too, it's fairly innocuous, right? Like it, it mm-hmm. doesn't really matter. But man, mm-hmm. it, like my wife, it, <laughs> it became a word that bothered her a lot and so well, i had I to change see, it <laughs> i can see that one because it sounds like it is changing the tense of the word yeah but um, across isn't a word she's like that's not like that's not i a know thing. but like, it sounds it. like you're it sounds like it's changing the tense and being like specifically grammatically wrong of where you're like um oh man i'm trying to think of a an example now i was about to say ended but that is totally a word so right, right. disappeared but like i completed it it's like oh gosh that's oh, like man. it sounds particularly egregious just because of how it's being used but yeah right it is, right you're right it is pretty innocuous um i've heard some people say like okay you know how you get in line for something so you're like at a store and you get in line yeah um some people would say i get online Oh, oh, interesting. I'm getting on the line. So I'm getting online, which just has a weird connotation now. Yeah, that doesn't work for in my brain because yeah. of the fact that obviously yeah. online means something completely different. Um, right. So I think that is a word that broke. That brought up um, something <laughs> offline and online mean the same thing to me. Um, Whoa, really? Yeah, like because what in my brain goes not it's not offline it's off of the line which is the line being the internet oh wow so my brain always interchangeably uses offline and online as the same thing um but kind of in different right. contexts like i would say i'm online or i'm getting the movie offline i that's how i would say it differently and i've, I've heard people right. tell me that doesn't make any sense and i'm like you're right it doesn't but also shut Wait, up <laughs> i think i'm i think i'm missing it how how are they the same? Because I see how offline and online are different. I'm not seeing the same. I, I got the here. movie online. Makes sense, right? 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got mm-hmm. the movie off of the line. Oh. Right. <laughs> so you, I thought you, you mean you've got a physical like a, copy of the movie. No. I see what you're saying. I got the movie offline, wow. which means the same thing yeah. to me as online because of off of the, the line, which is the internet. Yeah. <laughs> That's that is fascinating. Ex- that is very confusing. Yes. So basically, Cameron, what you're saying is you don't have a word for not being on the internet, which which would explain a lot. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I got the movie off of, off of the... Oh, no, that works too. I, yeah, I yeah, got the exactly. movie when I was not on the internet. <laughs> when I was in the uh, outer world. Yeah, yes. I like the idea that you've adapted to the internet so quickly. You're like, we don't need words for this anymore. <laughs> like, all of our words should be about the internet at this point. So. Uh, that's the thing is that I never put two and two together about that i would always just write offline and online interchangeably and be like which one is oh right gosh. i don't know which one of these are right um, that's amazing i love later, that yeah yeah i don't i don't have good good stories like that i mean another story perfect, i love from Ryan. you cameron <laughs> yeah it's 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 a it's not a vernacular one but it's uh that you put the dollar sign at the end of numbers oh my yeah, gosh i still do that and i also i struggle with percent because of the same thing mm-hmm. like to be clear though cameron I've... is doing it out of stubbornness yes. he knows what's right <laughs> but he says so we, if we say 50 dollars, then we should write 50 dollars. i got in trouble in math class in college uh because this I does refused, not surprise me i refuse oh that's funny to write it the, the correct way and i was like i i got <laughs> oh man I, I feel bad for that teacher i got in the teacher's face and i was like say $50 teacher and she goes $50 and I'm like where do you put the dollar sign in the in the word teacher and she's like at the end and I'm like then I'm putting the dollar sign at the end of the stupid word you idiot it's just and, uh, and you wonder why college was hard for you well math yeah, certainly no was man um yeah anyway I just, Ben I interrupted you what were you what were you saying were you asking me you were saying something and I interrupted oh, you. I don't know if I, w- I I had something I wanted to go back to before we got oh, too go far away from it. Um, yeah. One thing that has always bothered me is the ending. So you take verbs or I guess verbs that end in ing and you do okay. their current like their current you're currently doing them version. Yeah. So it's yeah. like if you are if you are currently in the process of doing a sing, you are singing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. I, the thing that bothers me probably more than anything else, like just auditorily, is when somebody puts a hard G on the end of the word. Singing? So, singing. Oh, gosh. So, Does like, anyone I, do that? Yes. I, 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 Maybe it's a Midwestern thing, but I definitely oh, had friends no. growing up that would say, oh, yeah, the phone is ringing or Ooh, I'm singing. It was awful. Wow. It was awful. I hated it. It's like, <laughs> guys, what, who taught you that ING says ing? Like, uh. yeah, <laughs> Yeah. That's... That sounds like they're that sounds like, you know, you're a 13 year old who who learns how language works and you want to show off that. Like, see, I'm pronouncing the G because it's correct. And it's like, you no, know, what? That's, there's no, probably some of that. And it, all, it also probably doesn't help that I grew up around homeschoolers. Right. Like that's probably oh, no. something see, that would have gotten bullied that's out. Problem, all these back to homeschoolers <laughs> yeah. are just a big problem in this world, man. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, as, you're saying as like almost every child in the nation is currently partially homeschooled. That's different. You know, I, that's, I do have to the admit. Same. I feel no, I'm certain... not, I don't I don't disagree that it's a problem and it sucks because like most households and families and children are not built or ready for it. Like no. this sucks. I, <laughs> I do feel strange having been an outsider for for most of my life as someone who's bean, homeschooled Brian? and works from home. <laughs> what, yes, I do mean that. Uh, and works from home. It feels very strange for the mainstream to come to me. Mm. That never happens. And it's like, oh, hi, everybody. Now you're all doing what I've been doing. How do mm-hmm. you like it? Uh, <laughs> yeah, my, and they're all my like, life we're failing. didn't change um, really yeah, I know. with COVID at all. I, I, 
I have worked in my house yeah. from home most of the time anyways. And so the only thing that changes, yeah. I have to wear a mask when I go to the grocery store, basically. Right. Because you even live on a campus. So you're seeing the same people you would have seen beforehand. Uh -huh. Yeah. Like your lockdown was never that crazy. And yeah, so I felt some of that, too, where it's kind of like, I I don't know. I feel like I've been training for it my whole life. <laughs> I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm used to most of this. They're obviously some changes but uh but yeah it's been it's and yeah i've been like you were saying i my mom took years and years to learn how to uh and to figure out the whole homeschooling thing and adapted it for a long time after that and for these parents to have to like pick it up suddenly that's that must just be a massive massive um undertaking yeah for, and for these it, people. It, I, i'm friends with a couple different teachers online and they were complaining about how they are expected to have lesson plans for each type of kid whether the kid is going five oh, days a week to school or he never comes or if they come like two or two, three days a week like they're expected to have right. like all oh, these different man. curriculums from the one it's it's a it's a bad situation for teachers yeah. as if it wasn't already bad enough that they're not getting paid well right right totally totally i do hope there's some good that can come out of it because i think a lot of stuff about the school system and work system not using technology and remote work at all very well hopefully this will like can help push that forward but it's oh absolutely to be rough in the interim as because like a lot of people are now realizing they can work from home at least partially and i think that's really cool that's um great <laughs> in a lot of ways so i think there's there are good aspects but obviously we're still struggling with the the harder ones right there. right and probably but anyway i wasn't trying to get us onto a political topic it, it, accidentally i apologize <laughs> well, <laughs> well, hey we're talking about covid hey brian brian hey brian ask me about my covid experience i had recently because i have a fun story to tell you guys you know, Ben, I bet Cameron has a fun story to tell us about his COVID experience, so I'm going to ask him now. Okay. Hey, Cameron. Uh, well, hey, guess, Brian, what's up? How was your COVID experience? Do you have a fun story? <laughs> wow, that's so specific. Yes, I do. Thanks. I'm such a good host. Uh, dude, you're, doing, you're, you're nailing it, man. It's been 10 years. You're doing great. Um, it is, it is unbelievably natural, the chemistry <laughs> you have. Specifically, the way, the cadence of how he said things. It's just perfect. It's beautiful. Absolutely, SpongeBob. Absolutely, SpongeBob. Um, no, okay. So I So we recorded a podcast last month, the day I got the COVID vaccine, right? That's my right. Second, you my were second like, shot. feeling good. Well, yep. at that point, I had had a an arm ache. My arm was starting to be a little sore, but that was That's what right. happened the first time too. So, I yeah. was not super worried about it. But the um, they they said that people our age, the second shot hits a lot harder. People who are older typically doesn't bother them that much, but people in their twenties and thirties, oh, the I second shot, yeah, the second shot typically knocks people on their butt a little harder. So I was expecting to mm. be like, you know, not feeling super great. Um, so. What ensued was probably literally the worst night of my life. Um, and uh, here's how it went down. About midnight that night, I started to get the chills. And I was like, oh, well, here we yep. go. Here, this is going to be, here, we're starting. That's actually how my actual COVID experience started. Yeah, maybe. I'm curious to see how much of a parallel you'll get um, mm -hmm. to, to what I happened to me. So midnight chills come up and I'm like, okay, here we go. Yep. Um, this is going to be, this is, this is going to, this is how it's going to go. I'm going to get super cold and I'm just going to go to bed. You know, I'm just going to go to yep. bed because, yep. uh, just want to get rid of it. So I lay down in my bed, about 1am, I am so cold. I have like 12 blankets on me. I'm, I'm contemplating jumping into the shower and just running the heat on high. But the second I like cool air touches my body at all, oh. it hurts like stinging yeah. needles and I'm sitting under 40 layers of blankets. I have my cat under the bed for extra warmth, Ugh. under the blankets for extra warmth. And I'm just shivering. I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. just like that. And then uh, I thought to myself, I probably should take some medicine. That's, that was my, that was my mm. whole, in the whole hour, that was the only thing I could get 
out of my brain was i need medicine yeah. probably but i couldn't get up and get it it was too painful to move um so i just laid there at about mm-hmm. two in the morning it started to subside and i was like oh thank god so i i got up <laughs> i went downstairs uh and i got some i took some flu medicine whatever whatever i had yeah um and i went back into my bed with all my blankets i was getting better though yeah at about 3 a.m suddenly i became really hot yeah and it was miserably hot to the point where i was contemplating legitimately contemplating two things my only two thoughts in my brain were can i jump in the river and can i jump in the ice machine in the, in the kitchen downstairs yeah. in the cafeteria i was Jeez. so it, just in awful pain and and i went and oh. got, this time i was like i bet you i need to know what my temperature is because if it's really bad i'm going to the hospital and yep. i took my temperature it was 103 um which is that is oh, really high which goodness is gracious really, really that's high. not good my brain felt like it was boiling um and i was literally at one point i finally just took a towel took two towels dunked them in cold water laid on my bed put a fan on me and just c- draped my whole body with those cold towels and laid with the fan blowing on me for like an hour on the t- on my floor just sweating and yeah. being miserable and this was about 4 30 or so five in the morning yeah um yeah and i laid there as, until, if, as if your sleep isn't already bad enough goodness gracious <laughs> yeah yeah um and i was like I, I to me this was this seemed extreme right this seemed like it was too much this yeah. should not be this was not what i read would happen um right I was just i was miserable I, I almost wanted to die it was so bad um and then at about 6 a.m finally it broke and i was yeah. i was it, it went down my temperature dropped quickly like at 6 a.m i was like yeah 99 all of a sudden i was like oh okay yeah um and then i had a realization that i've been dealing with this mm-hmm. sinus stuff for so long i was on prednisone and what prednisone does is lowers your immune system oh so my body had a, a yep. compromised immune system and they i put a, yep. i put covid inside of my body and it it just it was like okay cool we're gonna implode now um yeah and it did and it was it was a miserable miserable experience and i my brain felt fried like i literally think, feel like i hurt my yeah. brain or something it was awful Ugh. and that uh, is yeah that's yeah. my that's my fun story get the vaccine you guys it's fun that is like a really fast like yeah when i had covid i had chills and then weirdly enough it was nothing for a day or two and then I got the fever, mm-hmm. which is a weird order of events. Um, but then I got the fever and uh, but it was like probably only went as high as 100, maybe 101 and stayed very mild for, you know, three or four days. Goodness so gracious. My experience sounds way less bad than yours, which is really funny reversal um, of, uh-huh. of what we expect. But and yeah, it was like it was like the whole COVID experience condensed into one mm-hmm. night, one awful, horrible yeah. night, which I mean, in theory, is what a vaccine should be, which is like, here's the whole disease, but in a smaller form. But it should not be that dramatic i don't right. think and what did you say that you were on that made it so much worse prednisone um, prednisone dude and, i'm uh, so sorry for that oh yeah i i, I get it i i was probably because you know i told the doctor i told the doctor when i was getting the shot i was like hey you know i'm on prednisone is that gonna be okay and she's like oh that should be probably fine and i'm like okay <laughs> you're the doctor and not me um oh man and uh, i wondered jeez ah, I, that that just makes you question like hold on like shouldn't the doctor have known that like you mentioned yeah. it to them they probably could have at least told you like hey it might make it severely worse yeah so it I just mean, adds up it's just such a new thing yeah. i'm assuming nobody knows yeah you know? yeah i guess that's true um, definitely uh you should start a, a 
crystal mommy blog where you're like, hey, <laughs> don't do this because. Oh, man, well, I want to see is, Cameron's mommy blogging future. So many people <laughs> were like, well, do you regret getting the vaccine? And I was like, no, of course not. Get the get your, get the stupid vaccine, you stupid idiots. It's fine. My each brother. My <laughs> yeah, my experience was a very um, abnormal one. And I actually wonder whether or not it makes the vaccine for me stronger or weaker. Like if my body had a mm. higher reaction to the vaccine, does that mean it fought harder, therefore knows how to fight harder in the future? Therefore is a is a better That's a great question. I don't know how that works. Potentially, um, no, but if you're gonna be on prednisone for a minute, like wouldn't like like is that something that you have to take constantly or are you just taking it for a moment no i took it for a week um oh wow so that just happened to coincide yeah perfectly and awfully yep okay um, well um, cameron as somebody who gets sick really badly mm-hmm. i'm so sorry dude like i've experienced nights like that like i've had mm-hmm. like you 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 started the story out with like it was one of the worst nights of my life and i was like oh man i've had three or four of those <laughs> like I, I know what that's like <laughs> i've had four or five worst nights of my life absolutely yeah no like every single time i get that ill where i'm just like this is mm-hmm. just like i don't like this is awful like i don't want to i don't want to keep doing this like mm-hmm. is there anything mm-hmm. is there any relief type of a thing like i'm so yeah. sorry man like it sucks to be in it really helps put your humanity into perspective <laughs> yeah just the fact that the only yeah. thing my brain could possibly think of was where where can i jump into a body of water that is cold and there's a big ice machine in our cafeteria and i was literally yeah. thinking can i fit in that ice machine because i was yeah. so hot um, that's nuts oh, dude i'm so sorry yeah it's all yeah. good i'm i'm it, i definitely recovered from it and i'm, I'm really glad it wasn't a, like an all day the next day kind of thing you know um yeah. it, it ended that evening and i <laughs> that was on a sunday i think Maybe, no, it was a Saturday because we recorded on a Saturday. Maybe we recorded on a Sunday. I don't know. Yeah. I just remember calling my boss and being like, I'm not working next time we have, like, tomorrow. Uh-huh. And, and she's like, why? And I'm like, because I almost died. <laughs> and yeah, like, okay. I, I wonder if I should have called. I, I shouldn't have called the hospital. That's stupid. There would be nothing they could have done differently. Yeah. Maybe maybe put, like, ice blankets on me or something. But, like, then it would have just yeah. cost me $20,000. Because yep. American healthcare is bull. Wait, no, yep, I no, can't curse. It, it, so I'll say it. Bleep this out, Brian. Bullshit there. Oh, ah. come on. Cam- <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so, Cameron, is Brian agreeing to edit this? Because I want to take advantage of that too. He, he's been editing. No, it, I'm not sure. Well, no. If Whoever swears edit, the most edit edits the podcast. That's Whoever the rule. curses the most. Okay, cool. Yeah, I've why got, do you I've think I don't zeros. curse? It's so I don't have to edit podcasts. <laughs> um, what happens if I curse the most on it and I don't edit the podcast? Then it never goes up, and no one will ever hear. I don't believe so, cool, edgy cursing. Um, here's the deal: the the amount of cursing I'm allowed to do is yeah. C minus one. So it's Cameron's number yes. of curses minus one. <laughs> exactly. So currently so, zero. So currently zero. But I'm I'm listening. Yeah. I'm just waiting uh, to drop that next f bomb. You know. So, Ben, did um, did Danny get her vaccine? I forget. No, none of us have. Um, we're not like preferred or anything and we also haven't done any effort to like sign up oh, okay. for it like there's, I thought that I, she might have been in a teacher thing somewhere no she she, she okay. did get to, she did get um like recommended to do it uh under DoorDash because she's considered essential personnel yeah, and she's I like delivering mm-hmm. food so I don't know if she, that's happening soon but she told me that she got that notification so something yeah. might come of that eventually but like okay we've been like fairly careful we still don't we don't see any people 
you know, like yeah. I, there's not really like we don't really have exposure. So right. Totally. Totally. And I'm I'm fairly ignorant on this. But what is like the youngest age they are recommending for? Vaccines? Oh, I have absolutely you know? no idea. Hey, I just, Siri. I, uh, <laughs> what was that? I wonder, I wonder if it changes based on the uh, based on the different vi- vaccine because we've got like three or four different ones. That is possible. Yeah, I have no idea. Uh, let me um, see. Youngest age for COVID vaccine. Uh, welcome to Whales Are Researchers, where the whales yeah, do research. We're live on the podcast. Only the, okay. the youngest is sixteen. Ben yep. Saunders good to go. He doesn't have to. So yeah, he'll probably he'll <laughs> he'll be fine. Video. Thank goodness. They, people yeah. have committed. Here, uh, several vaccine makers are already testing their shots in younger teens and some preteens. But it sounds like Saunders is going to be totally fine for like a long time. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, boy. <laughs> speaking of speaking of Sonder, I was hanging out yep. with him today, and we mm-hmm. were in the bed, and we have three dogs. We have three dogs. Okay. No, he didn't say ye. <laughs> okay, actually, he has. It's the funniest oh. thing. He'll he'll ask you if he wants you to throw him. He'll say mm-hmm. yeet me. Oh no! What it really? The, it's, no, it's so funny. That's it's no. Funny. No, we taught it to him. Right? It wasn't like he picked that. Yeah, up. that's what it's setting me. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, well, Brian, don't be, such, don't be such a boomer, Brian. It's fine. <laughs> oh God! But, now you're all making me mad. <laughs> yeah, that's because you're being a boomer right now <sighs> all right anyway continue your story babe. you're good we were just we were on the bed and we have three dogs that are over 35 pounds right like they're all okay. we've got three australian shepherds dog, and they dude. were all yeah it's a lot of dogs and all three Wait, of them you get oh i remember now never mind go ahead okay so we have these three dogs all three of them are on the bed with sandra and i while we're just chilling and sandra looks at me he's like Dada, I want more dogs. And I was like, what? what? Sandra, we have three. And I started filming. Like, I, I took a video of it and I'm, I'm happy to post yeah. it if you guys want to see it. But yeah, I was like, Sonder, three dogs is enough dogs. He said, no, no, no. We need one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten dogs. Counting on and his I was fingers. Like, dude, yeah, counting on his fingers. And I was like, dude, no. Like three dogs truly, is more than enough. He truly is Danny's son. He's literally Danny's like. child, like for sure. It's so funny. Because that, so that seems dogs. like exactly what Danny would would want to do uh, yeah, that's da- funny danny the amount of cats that danny has been like can we just take it home and i'm like well no yeah. because no just because <laughs> yeah yeah i can imagine wow. me doing something like that except mommy mommy we we only have three cats i think we need 10 cats and <laughs> yeah. i could see myself doing that as a kid uh because we always yeah. had two or three cats and i loved my kitties so i could i could i can i yeah. see where your son's coming from ben oh, get yeah. him more dogs yeah. <laughs> I, yeah if as soon as we get more space or get the bus parked somewhere like i will we'll probably end up getting Getting more at some point yeah wow okay that's that's as as someone who takes care of dogs for a living i am still uh impressed by that so i mean like danny does a great job training them and not to go too far yeah. off on this tangent about three dogs i just thought it was fascinating hey. to say they're they're very well behaved they're very fairly easy to walk like they're great yeah that's yeah. the problem with well, dogs is that they're just a little bit more effort than i'm wanting they to are deal a lot with. of effort oh that's yeah. fair dude that's yeah. absolutely fair because, because you know, I see my parents' little dog, and I love their little dog. He's such a good, he's such a good dog. They're training dog. him so well. Love that um, dog. Yeah, but then I'm like, then, then you know, I'm over at their house all evening or whatever. I'm like, hey, Cameron, can you let Honda out? And I'm like, this is not what yeah. I signed up for. <laughs> yeah, you really, you really shouldn't have a dog. If that's no. your breaking point. It is. Um, like, I mean, my cat. You know, it's like, hey, cat, do you have food? You have water? Yeah. You're alive? Cool. I'll see you yeah. tomorrow. You know, it's like that's, yeah. that's all I have to totally. do with my cats. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah cats, exactly. Cats are so much lower maintenance. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. having a fish that has an automatic fish feeder. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, if there was, okay, so here's an interesting question. If, if you could have any 
pet like that's that's a pet you could have like i want a cheetah no i mean like is it like a, mm. a regular pet what, what kind of pet would you guys have because i would have a snake i would love a snake really oh yeah. i i grew up with friends that had rats as pets rats and now that i've best. been around them they're such good rats pets yeah yep. um it, it's it's a tie it's not even a tie it's it would probably be rats if i had to have one inside mm-hmm. but like mm. if i could make it work i had pet chickens growing up and p- chickens mm. are some of the best pets like really? they're huh. so oh they're wonderful like i had them in my room they came to me what? they they would like sit on my shoulder like i loved my pet chickens my Give dog me. ate them and i cried Given oh, the geez. amount of my diet that consists of chicken, I'm not sure I would want one now, as a Dude, pet. chickens eat chickens, man. Like, chickens will eat anything. Mm. It's, a, I, it's a chicken eat chicken you world. You feel bad about that. But uh-huh. I'm just, I'm just, just kind of blown mm. away the fact that chickens can be pets like that. I just always yeah. found so, chickens as wild animals and they're gross. <laughs> see, I thought that too until probably like third or fourth grade, I went to my friend's house and they had like a, a you know, an entire chicken coop and he just went up to one of the roosters and just started petting it. And he's like, a yeah, how's it going, buddy? Yeah, a rooster. And I was like, okay, I didn't know. And like, as a child, I thought that was weird. Wow. And then we, we uh, in fifth grade, yeah, in fifth grade, we hatched some chicks and the teacher was like, Does anyone want to take these home? And so I got two of them and I took them home and they like lived in my room for probably wow. the, the next like six weeks while they got a little bigger. And then I, uh-huh. I built them a little... Like I, I, my parents helped, of course, but I built them a little thing outside. And so I'd like put them out in the morning and then I'd play with them throughout the day. And then I'd bring them back into my room at night. It was, they were great pets. Like they were wonderful. How long does a chicken live? They can live multiple years, but Hmm. unless they get eaten by something, which tends to happen when you live out in the country. Yeah. Yeah. To answer your question, Cameron. Oh um, yeah. Sorry. (laughs) So are we, are we talking like. Would I have to do all of the logistics involved, or are we talking just the animal I would enjoy the company of the most? Uh, no, I, I'm imagining this a realistic answer. Like, okay. Yeah, so you would the logistics huh. would, would come with. This I mean, pet. I have been very intentional right now that I am not getting pets right now. Just I noticed of that. Where you know, I'm at I've always and, thought uh, it's weird that you don't have a dog. Like. <laughs> yeah, and it's just because I don't think our house is super great for a dog, and we are kind of enjoying finally not living with dogs, mm-hmm. and we take care of dogs for a living. Um, so we do have a pet rabbit, which hopefully you'll be able to meet next time you're here. Yeah. And she's, she's awesome. So I'm very, very happy with her. She is a good, um, good roommate. Very, very quiet. Interesting thing about rabbits is they make very little noise and show no emotion whatsoever. (laughs) Um, they are the most like deadpan animal you'll ever meet. Yeah. Um, so she's great. And that's kind of about the level of maintenance we're looking for. So I actually think, uh, we have just the right pet for us. Well, Um, obviously in the future or something, obviously I want a dog at some point. Okay. uh, Dog would definitely be the kind of pet. Um, I'm pretty open on that. Honestly. No, no, probably not a purebred in general. Purebreds run into a lot more health problems. I find Mm -hmm. than um, and so probably, I mean, Buddy, just clone Buddy, my parents' dog. <laughs> that's the best. That's he's, one of the best dogs. He's the best dog. Buddy is so, he's so old now, though. He's basically deaf. He just Aww. hobbles around and wags his tail at everyone. And still Aww. like, that dog is dedicated to making everyone happy to the point where he, he stresses himself out with it. Um, he's he's a great little uh, great I mean, little guy, though. So I remember yeah. first meeting Buddy because I met, I met yeah. both your dachshunds at that point. Yeah, Bosco um, and Ralph. Yeah, yeah, yep. And then, because, and then they were like, <laughs> and I was like, "Good, this is fine." And then Buddy is like, yeah. "Bark!" And I'm like, "Oh, yeah. you're the best! I love Buddy." <laughs> yeah. The other like, "Go away, boy. you ugly, horrible dachshunds! I like Buddy the best." <laughs> yeah, yeah. So my answer, I want, I just want another Buddy. I want to clone Buddy what, what, and just what have What breed of dog is Buddy? Is he a dachshund? 
You know, no, but. Buddy is like, uh, cr- he's like golden, golden furred with little spots of white, and he's like a cross between like a lab, a little bit of German Shepherd. He's like a a mutt mix. It's like How a little big smaller is he than then? a German Shepherd, like Medium. smaller than a German Shepherd, slightly smaller than a lab. So like more yeah. than forty five, less than sixty. Yeah, just around there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just great, great dog. Just the best personality you could ask for. So, what about you, Ben? What is you? Oh, you said rat, right? Yeah, rat or chicken, probably chicken. I just have a real soft spot for yeah. chickens. Yeah, I don't think the chicken will go well with your ten dogs, but you know, no, you can no. Try. Did he want ten um, dogs plus the three you have already, or ten? I think he. I think he was wanting to count up to ten. Like he wanted to be able to count dogs. dogs as opposed to his like fingers, okay, right? So like I think that's what then. he wanted. Yeah, outsourcing. Yeah, um, outsourcing. <laughs> so, Cameron, did you answer? Your I said question? snake. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. I think snakes. That are the is interesting. Animals, dude. I think they're what kind. I don't care. Like, mm. um, I don't really want a huge one. A sidewinder. Um, a sidewinder. No, thank you. <laughs> I pass. Um, no, I, I don't. I wouldn't want a huge one. I know my um, my biology teacher in high school had a python, uh, a small python mm. that was really cool. Yeah. Um, and he was super friendly. He would do this thing where, because you know pythons, the whole thing they do is they, they they wrap around you and squeeze. That's how they kill. Is they squeeze you. Yep. They don't really bite. Yeah, get it death. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But this one was friendly enough that he would. He was it was so crazy because everybody assumed he was trying to kill you because he'd, he'd go around your arm and he'd wrap around your arm and start mm-hmm. to constrict. And you're like, the snake is killing me. And then he would immediately let go and, yeah. and then just sit there. And I'm like, oh, you're just chilling. What's up, dude? Yeah. He would know he would he would he would trick you and just start to squeeze a little bit. Wow. And then he would immediately release and he would just sit there the rest of the day on your that, arm. That snake needs arm. to start a YouTube channel. Right. It's like, hey, hey. Take yeah, like, this. like pranks. I almost killed somebody. Yeah, exactly. Um, pranks. So that was Look a pretty cool reaction. snake. But I also like yeah. little snakes like garter snakes are really cool. Mm-hmm. Just how they're tiny and there's the slithery. And, oh, they're just so cute. Um, yeah. They are kind of so interesting. And they're hard to keep how, alive. Right. <laughs> um, they, you know, people are afraid of snakes and spiders. And it's funny how you're like opposite on that spectrum where you like super hate one and love the other i don't i think you're gonna find more people hating spiders than hating snakes possibly hmm. i mean i assume no. spiders are universally hating snakes hated. Is... see i, like I love, I love really spiders i think spiders are the, just the coolest really yeah like i oh, i no. don't i don't understand arachnophobia <laughs> like i just mm. they're so like in my mind all spiders are just bros like they're just broing out like so, i don't know like ben. i have such respect for spiders uh, yeah have you watched the film The Lord of the Rings Return of the King? Yes, and I've played the game. Is that spider a bro? No, it's kind of a jerk, but like I feel like okay. that's an exception to the rule. So stupid... I feel like what that <laughs> that is in that is a uh, what would you say a poetic imagining of what people with arachnophobia see when a daddy longlegs is walking across the floor. Oh, see, no, you don't see. What's I... interesting is that daddy longleg doesn't scare me. There's something about oh. the way because uh, daddy longleg is not even Fur? a it's not even an arachnid. It's a something else. Um, that is true. I it's think. it's something about the way <laughs> that's such a good uh, way our podcast works. That's true, I think. Yep. Um, <laughs> there's something about the way that a regular spider moves that just kills right. me. Like if you send me a picture of no, even that's freaky. There's something about yeah. the 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 way that their legs are moving. Like even a spider crab is not okay with me. Um, with mm. their horrible gangly legs. Um, yeah. And I I, I I respect spiders. I do because they they kill a lot of bugs. And I, I have a spider in my corner, my my roof yeah. right now. I, I said roof on purpose, by the way, just to prove a point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yep, yep. There's a spider chilling right up. There. I can see him. He's just chills up there. I leave him be because he kills bugs. There's a bunch of bugs in his in his web. 
But the second they interact with me, they're dead. It's just not, it's not, it's not happening. We have our personal spaces. And if you invade my personal space, I will literally murder you. Um, yeah, I think I that that's a fair, like, I think that's fair. Like, especially with the, because there are spiders that are dangerous. Mm-hmm. But like, I think that like when I was a child, my parents were just, or my mom, while we were homeschooled, she was like, cause I was super into catching bugs. Like she bought me a bug catcher's neck. I was basically the child from every Pokemon game. <laughs> and uh-huh. so like, that was an activity is I'd go out and catch bugs. And my mom was like, all right, Ben, you have to try to leave spiders alone. It's cool to look at them, but you need to give them space. And so like, I just grew up being told you can watch spiders, but don't actually like try to touch them. Mm-hmm. And so that just gave me time to watch spiders and to like yeah. not run away from them or whatever. And so like, yeah. they're just really fascinating. They're really cool. I don't right. know. Yeah. That is interesting. I get it. I think, but also yeah. no. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Like my wife hates <laughs> spiders. And so like, I have to remove them in one way or another so we also had like i get spiders it. in the house that i lived and grew up in mm. um and not only are those things those are like baby tarantulas basically they get yeah huge they also hurt um and they don't walk on the walls either they walk on the floors and so i i would be up in the middle they are sleeping in the middle of the night and i would hear and it's like what was that and i look down and the, and the spider is so big it makes noises as it runs across the floor that's um, great. See, I uh, I I went to the Dominican Republic on a uh, missions trip, mm-hmm. and we saw a few tarantulas while we were there, and it was just nuts. Like I was I, like, most of the people were, you know, most of my classmates were screaming and running, mm-hmm. but I was like, this is guys. Like, how often are you gonna get to see this? This is so cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I I I almost I almost get the tarantula aspect of it because that's big enough to be a pet, you know. Yeah. Um, you can't really keep a banana spider as a pet, you know. It's kind of yeah, you that's really, true. You can't really touch it, but you a can try. You can certainly try. But a tarantula, I, I almost get it. It's like big enough to be a, a pet. I think a small dog almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. <laughs> oh, they're, they're huge. Yeah, that's one way to put it. Um, like a small dog. <laughs> I couldn't sleep in a, in a house with a tarantula, dude. I couldn't do it. I, w- I would go sleep outside. <laughs> where, where more tarantulas are, that's yes, fair. Yes, sure. Like, <laughs> what happens if that tarantula sneaks out and sucks my blood? Like, I can't do it. It's just not okay. Not okay. Is that what tarantulas Wait, do? Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Yes, Cameron, so. how do you feel about bats? Bats are cute. I think bats are cute. I mean, I don't want one, but they're cute. I wish that they were docile. Like, I wish they were yeah. the type of animal. Like, they, I find them really cool, but they're not, like, good pets, right? No. They don't have much of a personality. They don't really attach to people. I just think that they were, like... Anyway, I have a soft spot is, for bats, is there, but... Is there an animal you don't like, Ben? I'm certain that there is. Charles. But... Coming no sharks are so cool, yeah, are cool. and so <laughs> severely misunderstood. Oh, yeah. hmm. I have no problem with oh, sharks. Oh, uh, okay. I I feel betrayed by dolphins. Oh, hmm. really? I used to love dolphins, and they are like highly intelligent. And they're really cool, but like yeah. they're also kind of like they're kind of the assholes of the sea. They're like, uppity. They're uppity. They they <laughs> well, rape each smart. other. They <laughs> like they they will attack oh. humans. Like they're just they're not cool. It's they're because not they're bros. smart, man. Honestly, yeah. it is because they, they they have more intelligence than anything else in the sea, basically, and so they use that to their advantage. And I get it. You know that's what humans do. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And uh, if you're if you're if you're a Tearzoo fan, you know how highly he rates both teamwork and intelligence as mm-hmm. stats. <laughs> yep. Did he, has he done a what? video about dolphins? He surely has. I think he. I think he does. Yeah. I, it's either dolphins specifically, or it's like whales as a whole, mm-hmm. like whales and mm. whatever arthropods. Ter- that's not. Sure. Arth- that's not what it is. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say thank you for coming up with it because nope. I don't know what it is. <laughs> 
Putting All right, away. Brian, save us from this yep. topic. It's, it's about right. to die. I think we are just about at the end of scary, creepy crawlies and what we love about them. Our newest segment. The dolphins that, aren't scary, creepy crawlies. Well, we don't love them either, so they didn't I fit like into dolphins. that topic at all. Ben doesn't like dolphins. I don't. I, yeah, I, I, they they fall Your just short of the sucks, loving. Brian, them. figure out a better oh, hey. segue to the segment here. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, let me let me try this again. Pets and how do you find them? Pets. <laughs> <laughs> We didn't give any any tips on catching any of the pets that we're trying to get. That's great. Cameron wins. Good job, Cameron. You're the host now. Just kidding, you're not. Oh. Um all right, so I was thinking something else we could talk about um that is not animal related. Um is this thing that I sent you all Oh. (laughs) Well, Ben, something that I can talk to you about. um, Sweet Cameron is just gonna go sulk in the corner. Um and play with his pet tarantula yeah um <laughs> so i sent you guys this thing i'm trying to find the exact name of it because i want people to be able to go look it up and i will not put it in the show notes no because the show notes do not exist nope. um but it's this motivation profile for video oh, games yeah and oh yeah i thought it was pretty interesting and you both seem to find it interesting so i thought it'd be fun to chat a little about it um so first to describe it so like it's kind of one of those psych- uh psychology or personality metric things so like the Big Five um, is a popular one. Um, I think there are some other psychology metric. It's not quite like the personality tests like Myers-Briggs or I would say it's close, Enneagrams though, yeah. or something. Because those really focus, yeah, those really focus on typing you, like giving you a type. And while this technically does that, I think that's the least interesting part of it. What's interesting to me about it is it basically has these 10, has you take a quick survey, and then it has like these, I think, 10 or 12 metrics, and it basically ranks where you are on each of those metrics and each metric is basically a reason that someone would play video games so i'm pulling up the list now but like an example would be like um uh, uh adrenaline so or action playing a game for a sense of adrenaline or action would be one of them so they um i'm trying to figure out what level of detail i want to keep this simple but i want to be able to talk about the different categories so Basically, that's what it is. It is a maybe 20, 30 question survey that you can take online, and then they will rank you in each of those different categories. Now, the the thing is called Quantic Boundary, and the actual profile, I believe, is called the uh, Gamer Motivation um, Profile. Yes. I thought it was a pretty well done thing. I found this eerily accurate. Um, I did too. Yeah. Because because it captured, because we had this discussion like a year ago at this point, Brian, about are yeah. um about what kind of games we like to play and this thing nailed it for me um yeah it it a heavy focus on story for me and fantasy yep. which is yep perfect um a pretty heavy um <clears throat> emphasis on discovery but not design which is very interesting distinct and it makes sense yeah. um yep. nothing about com- you know no emphasis on completion at all very little yep. about challenge or and a little bit higher on strategy which is another such an interesting distinction between challenge and strategy where right. I love to strategize, but I hate being challenged. Um, yeah. so, <laughs> it's it's both like the dog thing. It's like, if it's too much effort, you're not going to do it. Yes. And, and, but, but I, but it, it caught that. It's, it gave me a 20% challenge, but 51% strategy. And I was like, that's literally perfect. I can't believe it. Also, Steven's yeah. here. Who? Who? Yeah, you're right. Never mind. I don't know who that is. Um, and then wait, it, yeah. hold on, hold on. 
if we if we take it as a new start of a podcast when Stephen got Stephen joined, was that him making a bad joke that fast? Like it was yes. his first oh my line. God, okay, it was. I'm just curious. Like, did yep. we actually yes. speed run it? We did. That right. was Stephen has now seconds. officially <laughs> broken the record that was already there, um, and it is now about point one seconds to bad joke. Um, so. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, number two um, in the beginning, please. Um, so so really editing, confused. So yes. I love I yeah, that's fine. Um, anyway, yeah, Steven has just joined the call. Steven is probably pretty obvious to you what we are talking about. Um yeah, Maybe. Gamer Myers Briggs. Gamer Myers Briggs. Wow. Picked up on that I fast. Just, hey, hey guys, yeah, well, do, we, do we need to sync with Steven? Nah, we'll just throw his Figure audio in. Out, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you're the one who's editing, Brian, so whatever. Yeah. Well, um, how did that happen? Because um, because I told you you had to uh, do it. Okay. And I'm the boss, obviously. So um, obviously, so Brian Brian always starts off with two curses, regardless of whether or not he curses or not. <laughs> yeah, plus two. Because I'm just such a foul mouth in the pre-show. Uh, yep. Um, okay. So cursing everyone out. Yep. Yes. This this is a very interesting. I and the fact that it was able to read me so well with only a few questions like that is very interesting. Um. And I think it, it, it nailed almost everything for me um, in terms of yeah. what I like and what I dislike. And the recommendation, the game recommendations it gave me were like, okay, play that, play that, play that, play that. It was perfect. It, like, I couldn't yes. believe it. I was amazed at the game recommendations for me as well. And I, I, I felt similar about it. I'm trying to pull up my profile now. But it similarly felt like um, just in those few questions, here we go, um, I... It got a lot of the things I'd been in thinking about myself like, yeah, so one of the one of the metrics they have on there is um, uh, achievement, which breaks down into completion and power. So completion is basically like getting achievements and uh, mm-hmm. checking off checklists and doing quests and that sense of like uh, productivity. And then power is like character progression of getting items or leveling up or something. And I scored extremely low on both of those, which is something I've noticed in games for a while is that I just don't care very much about um extrinsic motivation and it's actually something that started to bother me when games include it is i'm like i don't know you don't need to you don't need to reward me for things i would prefer to either make my own goals or just have very simple goals and these the elaborate systems that games have layered on so that was like one example of something that really fit quite well and it's just really interesting to then see that and something that i love about it's like comparing it with other people so with you ben or with cameron and seeing like I see the conversations we've had and things we've talked about reflected very well in the different in the different. Yeah, that's here. a good point. Did you do this, Ben? Yeah, I I was the one that sent it to. Oh, or at least I I wait. Did I send it to you, Brian? No, I super sent it to you. Um, well, oh, but, you did. Okay, sorry, I I got you mixed up with like you originated it, and then I yeah. sent it out to all of my friends. Oh, cool. Um, so yeah. I I ended up getting like eight or nine conversations out of this from the nice. one link you sent. So I appreciate that. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> awesome. How did it do I'm for glad you? Really enjoyed it. Uh, for me, it was weirdly telling. Like, like I yeah. knew that I played games for friends, but I didn't realize yep. how much mm-hmm. other like and I like I could have uh, like automatically been like I play games where the people are. So where where the yep. people are is where I go. But yep. I didn't realize how much like because I, I was at eighty six percent social. Like out of a hundred, it's not like you're yeah. like it, it's how close you are to that, right? It's percentile. At, so there are only fourteen percent yeah. of people who are more social than you. But I was plus I was plus 70, 75 percent in two other categories, which yes. were mastery and achievement, which I didn't know that about myself. But if I go back yeah. and look at like my gaming experiences, especially with the fact that like I have a bad habit of 
it's kind of a joke within my friend group at this point that basically what happens is we all decide, oh, we're going to play this game. Ben offline goes and gets really <laughs> fucking good at the game. Oh, yes. wait, no, I'm out. Two curses. Crap. Anyway, <laughs> he goes and gets really good at the game offline and then comes back and just wrecks face because, like, not only yeah. do I enjoy winning, but, like, I'm at 78 percentile on mastery. And, oh, like, wow. I love wow. And it's not, and, and it's okay. So, in mastery breaks down into challenge and strategy. In challenge, yeah. I'm at a 43rd percent percentile, which is like, eh, whatever. Yeah. In strategy, it's 94%. I'm in the 94th percentile wow. for strategy. <laughs> yeah. like, that makes a lot so, of sense. Like when it comes to playing through games and thinking through them, like I don't like I I, I work really hard to not optimize the fun out of a game. But if yeah. I can get good at a game by spending a few hours or more, or yeah. even more than that, like just practicing a few basic things and then being able to take just the basics and be like, all right, I'm good at these. Let's go from there. Like, right. We mm-hmm. just like my friend group recently picked up Civ six and we've all played mm-hmm. Civ five. And I was like, OK, well, if we're going to do this now, like I'm going to spend some time researching. And so. Basically, it it after a while, they were like, all right, Ben, we need to turn on turn timers so that like you don't take like 80 seconds every turn. <laughs> yeah. And so and the first game that we have, we get 25 turns in. I'm like, man, I haven't used the Civiopedia once this game. I barely have enough time to do the math. And they're like, holy crap, what you're doing math? What is the Civiopedia? I'm like, well, <laughs> yeah. So the Civiopedia is this big question mark in the top right hand corner that you yep. can search every fact in the game about. And they're like, we didn't even know that. Ex- God Ben, you're so sweaty. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, so the, yeah, like the, I didn't know that about myself, but right. like, it's so cool to have it like laid out in front of me. It's like, oh, yeah, that is why yeah. I play games. That's so fascinating. Yeah. And it breaks it basically how it works. And I encourage anyone who wants to track with this conversation, just go to the website. They have really good breakdowns, which we'll have in it's the just, show notes, Brian. Uh, no, I won't. Just Google it, man. Quantic <laughs> Foundry Gamer Motivation Profile. You know, do some work. Jeez. Yeah, anyway, Brian, do some um, work. So it, they they break it down into uh, six primary uh, motivations, and then each of those are broken into two secondary ones. I'm not going to go into the secondary ones, but the six primary ones are action, pretty obvious, social, obvious as well, mastery, which is that challenge and strategy Ben was talking about, achievement, which is what I was talking about earlier in terms of like wanting to, to you know get a sense of achievement or completing quests or checklists, what have you, creativity. Um, which is like having a lot of choice and uh, being able to express yourself in a game and immersion, which would be like the story or feeling like you're in a world or something. Steven, um, did you do this, Steven? I was about to say, I assume you guys have not been talking about me while I'm not here. No, no. So no. let's take this as a fun opportunity um, for Ben and Cameron to to just briefly try and guess what my highest and lowest areas were in the in the primary motivations. I think Ooh. creativity or immersion are going to be. I was going. I w- so I was going to. I was going to guess immersion because I feel like I've heard you talk more about stories in games than I have heard you talk about Wait. like creating your own thing. Hold on. Mm-hmm. I think. I think you're going to have immersion as your highest, but it, as in when with the um, secondary motivations, I think it's going to be fantasy higher than story. Mm-hmm. And what's the lowest? the lowest probably like action no not action um geez maybe social like a sonic maybe social all right i don't know you play with your brother all the time does that count as social i think (laughs) might but like is his motivation because he wants to spend time with people like i i I feel like the questions were definitely skewed towards like how often do you play with groups of friends right right? as opposed to like do you play with your brother on the couch (laughs) yeah (laughs) um Um, so i i would say that 
maybe mastery is low. Like, I don't, I don't know that you play games long enough to feel like you've mastered them or that you have the motivation to master them. Oh, that's because I know Brian's mm-hmm. strategy was pretty high. Um, but I know that you two, <laughs> you two separate in very specific ways when it comes to games. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And what you like. I'm going to go with achievement. Yeah, yeah. That's going to be, that's my guess is the lowest achievement. Okay. So okay. the guess here is achievement is lowest and uh, for Cameron, it's achievement is lowest and, and immersion is highest. That's my guess. Immersion is highest. But, but specifically, I'm going to go even farther. I'm going to say fantasy is as highest in the terms of the secondary mm-hmm. motivations. And then Ben, right, what was yours? Steven, why don't you go ahead and uh, reveal well, here? Hold on, this, Ben, what was pins. yours again? I, I, my, my lowest was mastery, but I, 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 as a toss-up between the highest between creativity and immersion, I also guessed immersion. Okay, gotcha. Okay, I will now reveal the winners of the Yay. who is Steven's friend more than the other one. <laughs> oh, crap. <laughs> Okay, so Ben, biggest points to you is your original gut for creativity was very, very right. Because I'm at 85% on creativity. Oh, wow. That's that high. Is, okay. That is my highest. Um, it, mostly discovery, but design is also really high. They're yeah. High. Yeah, that makes sense. Super high for me. Yeah. Um, that's- so just a quick note. Discovery is basically um, the amount of choice you have in a game and getting to poke at the game and try different ideas and that sort of thing. While mm-hmm. design is like being able to more creative like i am customizing my character i'm building a world and something like that right. so discovery is more like playing with the game systems like hitman like ooh, what happens if i shoot that thing oh and the physics will do that oh now i'm going to try this thing well well design is much more artistic minecraft. Kind of creativity minecraft yeah that sort of thing so yes very well said very well said um mm-hmm. now cameron you were spot on on a couple things here Thing yeah. number one is achievement was the lowest. I am four percent. Yeah, I'm, hey man, I'm four? nine. We're, we're achievement haters. <laughs> I am. I am zero. Oh, literally wow. zero yeah, percent. Brian, Brian is untouchably anti achievement. Wait, do you have zero percent on both completion and power? Then Brian? No, completion is technically five percent. Power is zero. Okay, power okay, zero. Guys, wow. so achievement for me was seventy five. <laughs> like <know>. wow. <laughs> oh my wow. gosh. That, well, I, I I wouldn't call myself a completionist, but I no. if we talk about Hades later, I was gonna talk about how much of a motivation it is mm-hmm. to get achievements. For, for me, I specifically said uh, because this game has so many achievements and how it's structured, I feel no reason to play this game. <laughs> oh, like I I unlocked one of those achievements, and there's nothing more motivating than getting an achievement wow. that's like six point three percent of players have this achievement. Oh, wow. I'm like, yes, I am one of them. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yes. Funny. I mean, this would explain some of the conversation we had around Valheim bin, where you're like, the reason this works for me is that they give me something to do they give me a goal <laughs> to complete uh anyway anyway so steven and meanwhile uh, i'm just to, down a minecraft hole <laughs> steven, I think our main difference is it's funny it, it was funny because steven and i are obviously you know very very similar and know each mm-hmm. other's tastes really well so seeing how we differed on this was a really interesting kind of test of the system and one interesting thing that you guys actually brought up, one of our biggest differences was social because Steven read it as applying to playing with one person and I read it as not oh, applying to playing with okay. one person. Uh-huh. So his social was way higher than mine. But oh, I think interesting. Okay. So the, the uh, interesting yeah. effect to that was um, like you guys, I looked at those game recommendations and I was like, how are all of these games that I love? <laughs> like I'm yeah. a very specific person yeah, or same. so I thought. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. But the, you know, the only uh, weakness in their armor was because I, I perhaps misinterpreted the social tab. They're like, you want to play Outer Wilds, Minecraft and Final Fantasy online. <laughs> it's like, oh, shoot. Wait, we missed the, We missed the boat here. But um, the, the really uh, specific 
thing that you got yeah. right, Cameron, that I thought was very uh, uh, nuanced of you is the fact that my immersion score, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's a fifty four percent, and that is because fantasy, which is getting lost in a world, yep. is eighty six percent. Yep. Oh wow. And the story is twenty one. Yeah. Woo! Right. And mine so you were is completely correct. My total immersion is thirty percent because my fantasy is eighty five and my story is three. <laughs> so. so you guys are almost the same in that sense, except you were more yeah. extreme a little bit, Brian. Yeah, I think wait, so wait, Brian, did you say that your story was three percent on immersion? Yeah, isn't that yours? Yeah, so my mine was story three percent, fantasy sixty. Like my immersion <laughs> came out really low because of that. Yeah, but same. like I really enjoy the fantasy yeah. portion of games. So <laughs> we found out the biggest difference I think between you and me, Stephen, was the social thing, which is weird. Obviously, your design is higher than mine because you're a more creative person than me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my challenge is way higher than you. So I'm actually 89% on mastery with um, wow. yeah. oh, that's uh, 72 high. in challenge and 94 in strategy. Um, so yeah, that was the big difference. 94% in strategy? Uh, yeah. That, no yep, wonder yep. you like SRPGs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They have too much story. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, it, and we've known that. We, like, over this, this past yeah. year or two, we have become... Uh, very, very, very detailed about our game design analysis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, especially when quarantine hit and we were just stuck just with each other for hours and hours and hours. We basically built our own version of the system completely well, yeah. separately. It was so interesting because like when like, I talked to you on the podcast about it a few months ago, Cameron, you know, we were trying to come up with like the three or four things that were most important to us about games, which actually ended up getting pretty darn reflected in this because I think yes. you said a few yes. different things that were on this list and so did mm. i mm. but steven and i basically came up we're like what are the five or six main categories that people go to games for and it almost exactly mapped onto this so mm. apparently we were on to something we were we were getting there close, are definitely some core uh like human motivational uh sort but of, i remember uh, when we were doing components. that we were specifically like but i feel like social isn't big for us and like progression and achievement isn't big for us and that is uh definitely reflected here but something uh, that we really game. discovered through that is we are incredibly similar in almost every area. But Brian always prefers strategy a little more than me. We'll find him playing Civilization and Mist when I'll kind of not have the motivation. And creativity always higher with me. I'll play like Animal Crossing and Minecraft much more than he will. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is reflected here for sure. Yeah. So it's a neat thing. Was there anything, Cameron, about yours that surprised you that you like, like Ben was saying, you didn't really realize until you did um, it or made you think? I, you know, no. Um, yeah, because I'm kind of the same. what it really, you know, here's the interesting thing it captured me so well, which is the, because my story is super, super high. My fantasy is 92% and my mm-hmm. story is 81%. Um, wow. Which I, I, yeah, I, I, that doesn't surprise me because I will yeah. beat, th- I will go through games that I hate just for the story. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Right. And uh, it takes a, it takes a real bad game or a game that's so outside of my wheelhouse that I can't even deal with it to not go through it just for the story. Yeah. But then it also captured a whole bunch of the, of the fact that I like, I also love action stuff. Um, yeah. My action's not yeah, super yeah, yeah. high. But it's high enough. And so when I find mm-hmm. that game that is high action, um, crazy good story, or at least a good story, a good enough story, or a good fantasy was, is probably the bigger one it'll have. Yeah. And then Incredible yeah. Discovery, it's like the mm-hmm. perfect trifecta. And guess what game that is? Breath of the Wild is the perfect yeah. combination of all three of those things for me. Um, right, right, and so, yeah, right. 
to answer your question, <laughs> I really wasn't surprised by any of this. It more just reaffirmed what I believed, which yeah. was I love story-based stuff, and will um, I will yeah. play almost anything that has to do with that has a good story. And then mm-hmm. I love discovery. Um, yeah, uh, more than I like yeah. design, which that's actually interesting. The design was a lot lower than I thought it might be because I can mm-hmm. I can sink hours and hours into things like Factorio um yeah or um or uh, if, uh satisfactory um but i feel like that has it it leans more to like strategy or problem solving than it does purely creative design work at least how we were playing satisfactory maybe um maybe the dis- design and discovery blended themselves a little bit because i never mm-hmm. went back to it um and right. so maybe it was- I, I, I think that there's like there are a lot of shared elements between a creative game like Minecraft and a Factorio. Mm-hmm. But for for my brain, which is much less, I think, logical and analytical than probably both of your brains, um, that doesn't really fall into the same category. Like, I, I will play Animal Crossing for hours, but I probably will never, like, work up the courage to play Factorio. Mm-hmm. It's very right. s- systematic and logic-based. Yes, logic-based. It's not like designing very- a... Uh, you know like a, a castle <laughs> a castle or even just like making artwork or something mm-hmm. you know or yeah whatever that may be yeah if i had a, a problem with it in terms of like the wording of the questions the only thing that i feel was maybe ben yours is the exact opposite of mine <laughs> i literally cameron i'm sitting here looking at yours and i'm like wait like he like he's his his all on the opposite side (laughs) of the spectrum like how does this even happen like no wonder you and i haven't found many games to play together like this makes a ton of sense there's like barely in or over any overlap in the motivations to play games right you're right jeez you have a little bit on strategy yeah Man, that's pretty different. <laughs> but what's what's insane to me is that like whenever it was recommending games to me, I'm sorry if I interrupted. Um, that's okay. I, I just wanted to post this. Yeah. Um, but I uh, whenever I was looking, I was looking at all the recommended games. I basically was nodding to myself like, "Yep, I've chosen not to play that because I know I would put too many hours into yeah. it." Yep, <laughs> I've chosen not to play that because there are yep. all these games that are super deep, and because my love of games comes from mastering the systems and getting to be really good at them, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. games that oh, yeah. are like un- like the top game on the, uh, the one of the top games it recommended to me is The Binding of Isaac Rebirth. I've put like four or five hundred hours into that game right and yeah. like that's a game that you do not need to put that many hours into it to well, what enjoy what scares me ben is the number one on your list is eve online and you will lose your life if you get into that I game literally, so. i i googled it i was like what is eve online no, this, don't, I, no. <laughs> you'll literally blow your life savings on it, it uh, it's actually don't do doing it. the same thing to me because they just keep insisting steven play dwarf fortress oh my gosh i'm <laughs> like no i can't hey steven, i yeah. just, just got a real ui steven you should play dwarf fortress yeah. no <laughs> yeah what's everyone downloaded what's, and played what's dwarf everyone's fortress. number one game on their recommendation so how the recommendation algorithm works is it'll take the thousand profiles most similar to yours and look at games they've listed liking since you can do that in their system and then it'll aggregate a list so what is everyone's number one well, it depends list. how you're filtering them, right? Just do yeah. gamer neighborhood method balanced. Um, mine is well, the first one I had I have on here is Bioshock, but I've played Bioshock, okay. so and that makes sense. Yeah, no, it can be you can be you played it. Yeah. yeah. Um. So the first one that I haven't played is Disco Elysium. 
Oh, that's on mine too. I really want it. Which I don't even know what that is, really. Um, it looks really interesting. Looks what like about you, Steven? It's Dwarf Fortress. Oh, oh wow. Ben? Oh, I know See, yours, Ben. It's Eve Online, yeah, right? Mine is Eve Online, yeah. Mine is Thief 2, the Metal Age. Oh, um, interesting. I do love Thief. Huh. Thief uh, Deadly Shadows is great, but very specific. Wait, Thief Deadly Shadows, two. is that the new one? No, oh, that okay. was like 2005. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, Anyway, they also put Braid there, though, so that's, um, that's not bad. Brian, I would prefer to put The Witness there. Outer Wilds is on my list pretty high up there. Um, nice! I just need yeah, to do it. I just need to stink They don't it. understand. It requires too much effort. They it don't, does. They don't that, get that's it That's exactly quite. it. Honestly, yeah. that's literally exactly yeah. it that I hadn't played that yeah. game. Um, I've learned that about you. You don't like... Like, I recommend you these story games, like Pathologic, and you're like, but it takes so much work. Yeah, I want uh, an easy <laughs> story. Yeah. <laughs> Um, um, which is so which is exactly what I don't want. <laughs> yes, which is why I recommended um, you Vampire and things like that. You know, but like, I what I was going to, uh, what I was going to say in the the wording of their questions is my action is like super low. It's like eighteen percent, which feels a little lower than it should be. But I felt like all of their questions about action were either do you like feeling adrenaline or do you like blowing stuff up? And I guess for me, I very much like the feel of a game. Like. I, I feel like they didn't cover anything for like just enjoying the feeling of how like it controlling Mario like game flow type of thing. Yeah, like that game feel game flow. I never felt the questions really reflected that it was always like you get a sense you know, of that's a excitement. That's a really adrenaline. good point, because like when it came to like when it comes to games like Hades and Binding of Isaac, like mm-hmm. these roguelikes, like part of what I love about them is just controlling the characters. Yeah, like they just feel good to play. Like totally. if you gave me an open space and just some things to hit, I probably would spend like 15, 20 yep. minutes like doing that. Right. Which just means yep. that the systems that the systems in place just to move the characters and around the, and do basics is sort of enjoyable. The, the yeah. issue at play here is that they the closest you can get to the idea of game feel goes under action which is which is separated into two subcategories which is excitement and destruction but the example that i use is if i'm playing super mario sunshine and i just love how mario spins around with that water and (laughs) controls are so tight it's not really exciting and it's definitely yeah. not destructive. In fact, I'm cleaning graffiti. <laughs> so it's sort of like, would it not be excitement, yeah. though? Honestly, um, excitement is maybe too broad yeah. of a word almost. But right. I feel like maybe, sorry, not broad enough is what I meant to say. Um, yeah. But it, I, I would consider jumping around as Mario with the water pack almost exciting in a way. It's not, it's not yeah. quite right. I get it. But yeah, I could see that's not the motivation. Right, it's close. But you're you are excited to go play but, I mean, Mario let's, Sunshine because you like a, running, you know, let's take a step yeah. to the left, though. And what about Journey? It's like buttery smooth and super satisfying to control. It's not exciting for I, the most part. I, I, yeah. yeah, but did do you like Journey because it feels good to play? Oh, yeah, that's really? a huge. I, it would definitely go on my motivation for it. Like games that again, that that game feel of like this, just the the feedback loop between player and game and that sense of interaction and flow to me is that's what i love about quote-unquote action games um and i found the questions was i'm trying to find some of the specific questions here to see how they are worded there are lots of here's one Um, do you like kicking people until they die Oh, see, that's very uh, that's that, a very leading question. Steven, we should yeah. probably be clear that isn't that isn't actually one of them. <laughs> I mean, the, the destructive <laughs> ones are stuff like, do you like using guns and explosives? I'm looking for an action one, um, <clears throat> which should be like, oh, blowing things up. Another destructive one. Gameplay that requires quick reaction times. Like, I'm like, that's not quite 
there. Gameplay with constant action and excitement. I'm like, no, that's not Journey. Like, that's why I just had a bit of a problem with that category. But other than that, I thought I just thought they were dead on. That was like maybe the one thing that I felt couldn't really. Maybe it needs another well. another motivation. Mm-hmm. It needs one more. Yeah. Um, for game gameplay. Gameplay. Yeah. yeah, just gameplay. And and the subcategories could be like controls and feel progression I, feel i don't know yeah yeah there's something there's something else or in I there could but see, i could see bundling excitement and destruction under one somehow maybe those are very similar to me but again maybe i just see them as similar because they're not really in my wheelhouse well, okay how but, does this thing yeah. how does this thing define destruction that's a great question i will read you their actual definition once i can pull my because when here. i think of destruction i think of like uh that one game where you break buildings with a hammer like yeah, yeah that yeah. seems too ge- like mm-hmm. generic right so they describe so, oh go sorry ahead, i was no, just go gonna say it. my wife my wife scored the highest in destruction really all of them yeah she her she is a chaos monster and she loves <laughs> it like what was your lowest i don't i don't remember what her lowest is i can't pull it up because it's yeah. so far back in our texts yeah. um but yeah destruction was so high for her and she's like yeah if you give me a, a way to explode the things around me just leave me in a sandbox and i will just go yeah. at it like i will destroy everything that can be destroyed awesome. restart and do it again like it's uh, she loves it wow okay so here is just their dis- description uh gamers who score high on this component are agents of chaos and destruction they love having many tools at their disposal to blow things up and cause relentless mayhem. They enjoy games with lots of guns and explosives. They gravitate towards titles like Call of Duty and Battlefield. And if they accidentally find themselves in games like The Sims, they are the ones who figure out innovative ways to get their Sims killed. See, that 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 to me is a category that's way too uh, yeah. generic. Um, or not right. generic, too... What's the word for, like, what's the opposite of vague? Um, it's too specific. It's too specific. That's the like, word. That was my problem with destruction too. Steven and I talked a lot about destruction, and yeah. it felt too broad. Yeah, I think maybe chaos or something. I mean, honestly, could fit it, it I better. think you said it earlier. I think excitement and destruction could be combined into one thing. Honestly, adrenaline, adrenaline, or, or yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. now, how does it describe excitement? Gamers who score high on this component enjoy games that are fast-paced, intense, and provide a constant adrenaline rush. Okay, that's the they same want to be thing. Like. They want gameplay that is full of action and thrills. I agree with that. Yeah, I think yeah. maybe I, I bundle those, add game feel, and, add game and put feel. them under. Yeah. yeah, put them under action. Yeah, yeah. We fixed it. I'll go email him. I, and let yeah, him honestly, know. like, <laughs> yeah. I wonder if do they take like suggestions or thoughts on this? I bet. Certain, I bet they're still, they they're still actively developing it. So I, I probably want to reach out to him anyway. Oh yeah, uh, it's because it's a beta, right? Yeah, and it's just it's really cool. So I'll probably will reach out to him just yeah, in general to, be, to let be him know. Let's, to se- let's send him this podcast and just have him listen to us <laughs> to talk it's about like, it. All right, <laughs> listen to the animal part for the first fifty minutes, <laughs> and then uh, I, I promise you, help us improve this profile tool. Tell us what you think in a quick so, survey. Anyway, I just thought this was super cool. Um, Edgar Allen, please, please take the survey and send it to us. I yeah. know you're listening. I would love. To, I'd love, love to, to see, see how it. you score on this thing. Post it in the uh, comments. If you need the link, let me know. Yeah, yeah, post it in the comments. Um, but it's just a really, really cool thing, and it's been great to, to send to people and, and see there. I, I really want Zach to take it. I for, I haven't sent oh, it yeah, to him. Oh, yeah, let's want Zach yeah. to have him take it. Yeah, I would love to see, because I bet he and I are just going to be completely opposite, which would explain <laughs> yeah. a lot. However, um, that needs to pan out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but before we close out here, Cameron, I wanted wait, you to be able to out. talk. We, this is no, a hold short on, hold episode. on. Here's, here's how we're going to yep. do this. Ben wants to talk about okay. Hades, and I want to talk about Hades, too. And then me and Steven okay. need to talk about beds and stuff. So like yeah, it, it. Why don't we talk about Hades? Yeah, and then we if can, everyone I, wants I'm to, I'm happy leave, to try to keep it short. What? 
I'm happy to try to keep Hades, the Hades talk short. Oh, it's fine. Yeah, I, I'm. I, we can talk about Hades or whatever we want, and then if everyone wants to yeah. leave, and me and Steven can just talk about bad stuff. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I think that is fair. I think that is fair. Um, let's start with the Hades talk then. Um, ben, have what's you up? guys? Have you guys? Has anyone here played the game or like? Yeah. I need to know if I need to censor so, myself okay. a lot. I have heard people describe the ending. So I don't personally care about spoilers. The so um, the credits roll or the ending because those are two no, very ending, different like things. After the, I th- yeah, I th- still think I need to play Hades on an intellectual level. So maybe don't spoil the ending, or I can leave. Okay, it's really uh, I will talk in code. Basically, <laughs> okay. basically the I, what I wanted to say about the game is that it is a very difficult like it starts off very difficult you get mm-hmm. at, you get stronger by playing the game right. there are yeah. permanent upgrades that you get by playing the game and you eventually get to a point where between mastery and just those upgrades you're you're going to probably complete the game a few times the each run can take anywhere the lowest i've done is 15 minutes and the max i've done is like you did a whole like f- run in 15 minutes 15 minutes dude it was, wow. a, it was yes it was a 16 heat run i was flying i did so well i'm so proud That's of that insanity. run anyway yeah no well like and, and on, on and on that much heat too like oh anyway Wait, what does 16 heat mean so when ah, this is not spoiler the okay. game you roll credits when you have finished yeah. the game so you go through all four all three levels right. of hell uh, or of you know the afterlife in the yeah, greek yeah, yeah. underworld right um you go through all four and then you beat the final final person you fight going to try to leave the underworld is your dad hades um yeah you, you yeah. So that's that's like the basic gameplay loop. You mm-hmm. always die and you end up back in the underworld in Tartarus and you fight your way back up and you just do that yeah. over and over. And there are story reasons for why. Yeah. Um, once you beat the game 10 times, you roll credits. So stuff changes in the house. You get more story, but you that's when you roll the credits. You've technically beaten the game. Mm-hmm. OK, there's a bunch beyond that there's like an epilogue and a ton more story to unlock um it's a very story heavy game but you have to beat the game (laughs) 10 times to do that um Mm. after that you have to beat the game there's not a set number that's like required to like roll credits but you have to meet a ton of criteria and it takes a lot of time so um but the thing is, is that once you've beaten the game once or once you've beaten the game 10 times, you unlock something called the Pact of Punishment, which basically adds modifiers to your run. And you're required to do uh. that and to beat the game so that you can like because every time you add a modifier, it's like, oh, all enemies now have a shield that where they ignore the first like damage. In Halo. Yes, exactly. Um, it's like it, yeah, exactly like that. Yeah, it's, it's they add modifiers, but you yeah. have to you have to add on to them so like okay. everyone is significantly more harder and they stack so there's like 12 different options you can choose from and each one is like adds one heat right and so you mm-hmm. can have like all or none but um as you get higher and higher you get you have to like you have to beat a you have to beat the game on one heat then two heat yada 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 so i was yeah, yeah, yeah. Cho- doing a challenge run where i hadn't gotten to the point where i needed to unlock 16 heat but i was like i think i can do it and so, like, I gave myself a max of five minutes per... Anyway, I don't want to go into it too hard, because right, if you don't right, know right. the game, sorry. Um, sure. But I, it was a 16-heat run. The max heat you can get is 32, mm-hmm. and that is insane. Like, I don't think I'm going to even attempt that. Like, 
I think I'm happy beating the game where I have. But I was doing a 16 mm-hmm. heat run and I managed to beat the game in 15 minutes, which I was very proud of. Um, yeah. But uh, you, the way you get the epilogue is you have to build relationships which happen in between runs, which require you to go on a run and die. Like failing a run and or completing a run is how you progress the story. And you have to just do that over and over and over. That, so I know yeah. that was the thing about Hades that really, 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 really. Uh, listen, I don't like roguelikes, um, but I played a lot more Hades than I possibly could have imagined playing. It was because I loved the story. And the you story never, was so no. good. You never repeated. You never yeah. repeated um, a dialogue, dialogue ever, like ever. ever. Like it blew my mind how every single time I talked to somebody, they would say something new and I would give them a drink and they'd yeah. be like, Ruber, 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 Ruber. it's just so interesting. They almost got me to play a roguelike almost. <laughs> so Cameron, do you own it and have you played it? Yes. And yes. Okay. So I, I would just recommend go in and turn on God mode. There's like God there's mode? a, there's, there's a section specifically for, and it's for, it says, Hey, this makes runs fairly easy and a lot faster. Um, and it's for, if you want to experience the story. I didn't know that. Yeah, so, like, I know you just said that you, like, watched all of the different endings. I did. Which is, like, now you don't have the motivation, but if you still have any desire to play the game and actually do any of that stuff, there's a god mode specifically for that. I wish I would have known that. I would have probably done that instead of watch the videos. <laughs> yeah, but um, the, the, the ending is super nice. You build relationships with all of the, like, the regular gods of Olympus as well as some, like, catonic gods that are not normally in lore. Like, it's, it's just this heartwarming wonderful fun like you like oh it's so good it's like yeah. there's a tiny bit of a dating sim in there as well like it's <laughs> it, it there's so much good about this game and the the fact that it's built on both progressing a story that like rewards you like so whenever you die and you get sent back to the bottom of the underworld right. like you are rewarded by progressing the story right it doesn't always feel like just the, mm-hmm. a failure for having died or having like yeah. lost like there's always more things to do and there's just oh it's so something, much fun something that does really impress me about hades is how they started with one idea which is like we want to make an early access game and then they built the entire thing around that to work they're like well the roguelike would be a good genre to have repeatable. We could suddenly add content onto it. And then they figured out, well, how can we put a story into a roguelike? And it, it never felt like they they pushed two pieces that don't work together. It felt like yeah. they kept their core idea and everything they built on top of it had to completely support that core idea. And it's rare that you can find a game that is as cohesive as Hades is while also trying new things. And uh, very impressive. Yeah. Giants and so are magicians, dude, honestly. <laughs> Yeah. Plus, like, like I don't do a whole lot of music, but this is one game that like so for most for most video games, I almost always turn off almost all sounds unless they're gameplay related, Mm -hmm. like unless they're going to give me some competitive advantage. (laughs) And And I I, I either listen to something else or I watch a movie like I watch. Yeah, I always have a hilarious game where we're playing a game together and I'm like, ooh, this is nice music. And you're like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile. I host a video game music podcast. I know. I'm so, so sorry. Um, but with this game, this is one of the few games that I would close whatever was happening on my second monitor every time I opened mm-hmm. it. Like every single time. I didn't like if I'm yeah. playing Hades, that's what I'm doing. And I'm taking in all of it yeah. because the soundtrack is yep. wonderful. The art well, style Steven's is good, gorgeous. Good friend Darren Korb does that music. He's uh, great. Oh, yeah. My personal buddy who... who <laughs> probably forgets that I exist every time we stop probably. talking. But, that's uh, fair. Yeah, but yeah, the, the game itself track. is really good. And then the last thing I wanted to say is that 
in this game, I've unlocked 41 out of 49 achievements and there's no world where I don't finish the other eight. Like the other eight <laughs> at this point, I have the most difficult to get ones. Yeah. I, I, I missed the other ones just cause I didn't know that they were achievements. So like yep. over the next day or two, I'm probably going to crank those out because like, it's yep. not going to take me long. I've got 95 hours in this game, right? Like this is it's wow. such a good game. Easily my best like easily best game of last year but this year is where i like started really hammering it it's so good it's so freaking yeah. good a 95 that actually seems, I've, I've 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 seen people be like i have 500 hours in hades and i'm like wow yeah. that's insanity um i just yeah. i i i practiced <laughs> I, I practiced i got sweaty on a few different things and i was like this is how i'm gonna beat the game and i built a strategy wow. and went for it <laughs> yeah that's really cool yeah I mean, it's amazing that it can support that kind of depth because when you first start playing, it seems just so simple. And I'm always impressed with those games that, I mean, it is simple. It's basically like a two button, maybe three button game for the most part. But yeah. like they build on that in, in very natural ways. And even though it's not my particular cup of tea, I super respect so many of the design choices in there. It's really, really smartly made. Uh, anyway, that was what I wanted to say about Hades. Cameron, was there anything that you wanted to bring to the table about this game? Uh, well, if we're staying away from spoilers and stuff in the story, not particularly, um, which is fine. Yeah. I, the, the story, again, I, was really cool. And, and Supergiant, I don't know how they do it, but they always seem to find this weird hook that, that makes me love their games more than I should. Because um, I, yep. like, I, well, we're talking about Bastion particularly. I, I wasn't able to get into, into Transistor very much or um, mm-hmm. whatever the third one Higher. was. Pyre, yeah. Pyre. 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 I want to play Pyre so bad. It looks so good. Like, look, it looks look right great. up my alley. I just, for some reason, they didn't stick me sum- a lot. Yeah, but I like both, the same way. Both Hades and Bastion, like, I don't I don't love their gameplays. Bastion's okay. It's fine. Um, yeah. But something about their story beats hooked me. Yeah. And, I, and, I, yeah. and I liked Hades so much, the story, that I, I just, I had to know how it ended, even if I couldn't play the game. Um, and so that's why I spent an hour and right. a half watching all of the final cutscenes. Um, because I just I just wanted to know so bad. So Supergiant, I, I hope I, whatever they do next, I hope they do like a AAA game next or something. That'd be cool. Ha! Huh. Um, I think they should probably stay at the size they are or close to it. Well, I don't mean um, I don't but, mean like hire a hundred people. Yeah. I mean make yeah. a okay. Here's what I mean: make a 3D game or something. You know? Okay. I think I think as soon as a game gets into 3D, like re- quote unquote realistic um visuals i'm just out like well, like any like 3d doesn't have to be realistic well i'm, I'm just saying in general like i found that mm. like triple a titles like turn me off yeah. so fast like between yeah. between just like the the shit that ea and ubisoft have pulled like i'm just i'm just right. over it like give me indie titles all the way <laughs> what about like a nintendo like a zelda or something i i yeah, unless it's pokemon like i don't play most first party nintendo games like in general like you and i are very I, different yeah <laughs> like <laughs> like i'll take all of the indie games all day but man as soon as it's yeah. like a corporation like my my inner my uh mm-hmm. my inner uh what is it called hipster my inner hipster comes yeah. out and is like no we're not gonna support big 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 business <laughs> Yep. Yeah. Got to play yep. that league. We're in the small, small. I games. know league. Uh, this uh, league, the small indie company, Riot. They, they're oh, really struggling. Man, that's a riot. Okay. Shut up. Um, we're going to move on to mattresses now, so everyone can turn off their podcast. Hey, this is it'll be interesting. This is this is the unofficial ending. So thanks everyone for joining no, us today. Sh- uh, screw you! It's not the ending. You're talking about right. mattresses. It's gonna be interesting. Cameron, 
Go ahead. Well, no, Welcome actually, to Mattress Chat. I see the floor. This is the podcast where we talk about, you guessed it, mattresses. Yeah. Wouldn't, wouldn't you, we want to... that sentence a little sad. <laughs> <laughs> this is where we talk about, you guessed it, mattresses. Aww, wouldn't, wouldn't we want to start this with like a like a lullaby in the background and like the sound of like crickets or whatever? Like, isn't that the theme that we're going for here? Yeah, I can, here, I'll, I'll do the folly for the, for the background, Brian. Put it in at the background. Oh. It, <clears throat> Cricket! <laughs> <laughs> I was taking a drink of water. You can't do that to me. <laughs> oh my god, Cameron! I swear you're making this entire episode just. How much editing work can it make Brian do? You could just say "screw me" and not do any editing work. Yeah, it yeah, works right? on its own. I don't think just do give that. it the explicit tag and and go on our merry way. Give it the hey, Ben's cursed more than me at this point. I did. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I hate you all. Okay, Stephen, I want to hear about your bed adventures because sure, we I, have. I think we have uh, something in common because I got a new bed too. So that's right. We both got new beds. Yeah. I, I honestly feel like listeners of this of this uh, pod cast uh, okay. are invested in this storyline well, at least the listeners i don't know if the panelists are but i agree okay so you i mean you have to understand i have heard steven talk about beds for well, a very long time shut at this your ears point. or something brian i have helped Not my him fault you his live bed. With him. i have helped him put his bed together i have put plenty of my effort into beds and yet somehow <laughs> like the stockholm syndrome i am invested so oh you are ahead, invested Cameron. <laughs> yes. Nice, nice turnaround there. I wasn't imagining that. I was about mm-hmm. to chastise you some more. Mm-hmm. All so right. Well, ahead. how about we start with the update on my bed? Since yes. That's sort of like known territory. So, I believe last time we left off, I agreed with you that memory foam um, is the devil. Ain't so good. Yep. And it makes you sore and uncomfortable, and yeah. it's like you're laying on top of like I don't know a really old fruit cake. <laughs> and uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> now, since then. I, I would like to report an improvement. Okay. Um, I would say maybe it's five days ago, so maybe a week at this point. A, a flip kind of switched, and I suddenly found myself getting um good night uh, like a good night's sleep almost every night. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I, I had been waking up over and over again for maybe months at this point, but I'm so happy that I've been sleeping well recently. Um, and who knows? Is it because of this bed or other changes in my life? We'll never really know. But I can say that. I don't know if it's my own Stockholm syndrome kicking in, but um, uh, the bed I got it is feeling more and more comfortable to me. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm breaking it in. Maybe I'm just getting used to it. Um, but I, I'm in, I'm enjoying it a, a whole lot more. It seems very comfy, and you can snuggle down into the memory foam. And uh, I'm I don't know. I'm starting to like it. So um, I still well, have months to go before I have to decide if I want to return it or not. That's the big question, right? Is that I I just I'm I'm ter- I'm putting aside my hatred of memory foam to tell you that I don't want you to have to return this bed, but don't lull yourself into a false sense of I like this if you really truly yeah. honestly don't like it, you know. It's it's the hard thing though is when you start sleeping on a new bed for months, you kind of forget to like you kind of forget what other beds are like. Mm-hmm. Especially because after doing research, like I found it's pretty common for people to take like a month or more to really settle into their bed and they can totally flip on it um and so if i was just even to go to the store and try one out 
it might be comfortable in the store and then not be comfortable after a month mm-hmm. or it might not be comfortable in the store but then become comfortable in a month yeah it's so, kind of a pain in the butt honestly i think in the end uh i'm just trying to not overthink it i know it's a big decision but i i i'll drive myself crazy if i try to make it perfect and get all you know picky and persnickety as oh man that's the that's the hard challenge right is that I, I honestly believe that a bed is one of the things that you need to be persnickety and, and, and picky about because it's such an important aspect to your life. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, that's just me. I, I totally get that it might drive you insane, Stephen. But for me, it really, it really is one of those important things that is more important than like even buying a car because it's like I spend eight hours a day on this stupid thing, you know? You don't do that in a car. Yeah. Um, and so, I, I don't know. That's, that's just me personally is that I'm gonna be very picky about a bed and that's why i've been complaining for two years about my stupid bed that i had um oh, i didn't realize it was that long yeah i got it to 2019 um so cameron i had no idea you got a new bed what is <laughs> the story here what did, did steven inspire you or what happened no well i mean i mean he did but not it did that didn't come mm-hmm. become the outcome of how i got a new bed um okay my aunt she moved on to campus here recently um mm-hmm. and she how far back do i go in the story she has a new bed um and okay. a pretty new bed um, she bought it like a, maybe half a year ago um and then she ended up buying a a fifth wheel camper um and she because she wanted to live in the fifth wheel camper she bought a really nice one like it's basically a freaking house yeah. um and it came with a king size bed and her bed is queen size so she's like well crap i can't use my bed anymore um so she's like do you want a bed cameron and i was like kinda yeah um <laughs> and so what we did was I gave my, my, my parents also bought a camper, uh, recently. Yeah. Um, which is awesome by the way. I want a camper really bad. I want to live in a camper. <laughs> um, huh. and, um, so I was like, okay, here's what we'll do. I will take her, my aunt's bed. You can take my old bed and put it in your new camper and everyone's happy and right. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, that sounds good. Um, and so I got it. What is today? Tuesday. I got it on Friday. Um, and so, like you said, Stephen, I haven't had a chance to warm up to it. I woke up the first day, or the fir- after the first night with back pain, and I was like, oh, no. Um, uh, yeah, me too. Yeah, but again, it, it, t- this morning, I didn't wake up with back pain at all. Um, but I'm still not sleeping good, so I don't really know what to blame or who to blame. But this bed is not, it actually knowingly has memory foam in it, but it's only the topper, and it's a very thin topper of memory foam. The rest of it's a regular spring mattress or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so... The less memory foam in my life, the better is what I'm kind of seeing, um, which is, mm-hmm. you know, what's interesting, though, is that with my old memory foam mattress, with the full memory foam one, the pillows I could use were very specific, weirdly. I would, any pillow I would use that wasn't a specifically perfect pillow for me would give me headaches every single morning. On this new mm-hmm. bed, I've switched pillows. I have like 10 pillows because I tried to use them all because I, I had to find the perfect one. None of the pillows bother me anymore. Um so that's mm. immediately a very interesting data point is that it, pillows don't matter anymore in terms of my comfort from this bed. Um, it's actually weird because I've started to realize that as I become more accustomed to the very plush memory foam mattress I have, I kind of like no pillow because <laughs> the memory no foam pillow? is already. I mean, I still have a pillow, but like sometimes if I just lie down without it, I'm like, this is kind of nice. Like wow. it's like a giant pillow. It's all pillow. Doesn't your neck it's probably get all, not good for you? Does, yeah, I was gonna <laughs> but, say. Doesn't your neck get all crumpled when you're laying? Yeah, backwards? it does. After if I lay there for too long, but you, it's you shouldn't do that. <laughs> so, camera, do you notice a big 
difference not having a full memory foam bed anymore? Or is it too early to say? It's too early to say. I, I like I said, yeah. I, I, besides the pillow thing, I'm noticing no difference at all in terms of my quality okay. of sleep or whatever. It's also it's a queen. I, I, I upgraded from a double or a oh. full to a queen. Wow. I don't need this much space, man. <laughs> but isn't it nice? <laughs> I guess both my cats can lay on my bed and I can have the laptop mm. on my bed and I can still roll around and not not bump into anybody. Um, and yeah. honestly, like you can leave all of your unfolded laundry on one half and still have so much space. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I should probably do that. Um, I, could, I could literally live on that bed. It's so freaking big. Put my computer up there, wow. you know, uh, get a TV uh, on the other side. Um, so yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting, and I'm I'm very curious to 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 see how it affects me in the coming weeks and months. I I just guys, my biggest wish in the entire universe, I would give up everything I own to go to sleep one night and wake up the next morning feeling refreshed and yep. not tired anymore. I hear you. I would give <sighs> everything I own, everything I own for that, and I'm not. This even This is kidding. these are the exact down to the word, uh, like deals with the devil that i <laughs> dreamt about back when i had all of my digestion mm-hmm. insulin issues yep just just this plead to the plead to the god that may or may not exist uh-huh. take this from me and make it better or just take me one of the two you know yeah, just either one will solve the problem <laughs> just get on it yeah, man. Just, just solve the problem no matter what you have to do um yeah i just i hope that i you know i hope that this new bed one day i'll wake up and i'll realize that this new bed has enabled me to get better sleep. Even if it's not perfect, I will take better. I'll take 10% better. I'll take five. Yeah, anything yep. better. Um, but all that well, said, I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy slightly, for you, Stephen. Um, yeah, and, and I feel less alone now that we're both experimenting, yeah. like trying to figure out these giant contraptions in our room that are too big <laughs> and seeing if we can <laughs> become well-rested. I had to rearrange oh, my whole room to fit the bigger bed in there. Um, I just barely squeezed mine in to, to this exact same position my nice. was in. Yeah. Um, All so right. This concludes that was be- uh, that bed was time. Mattress, <laughs> bed time. <laughs> bed time. <laughs> oh. There we go. It's Make it hit it. called bed time. Making children cry across the nation. What? No. <laughs> Why are we doing that? I don't know. I don't like so, okay. Bed bedtime. Kids don't like oh, bedtime. They don't like oh. it. Right. Like, this, like guys, come we can on. Tell you don't remember a kid at all. Who has kids is on this podcast. <laughs> does, does Sandra like to go to bed? Does he like to sleep? No, he hate he oh, hates it. Okay. He he, yeah. he he everything interesting about life happens when you're awake, and children like to be awake. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. I just thought I don't know. He's your kid, and I thought he would be like, I'm gonna speed speed run sleep here we go yeah. oh right like ben can just i mean maybe maybe off. he will eventually but like Didn't absolutely you tell me not you had now. like a technique where you could fall asleep immediately or something yeah it still exists i'm, I'm, not a, I'm just ben, i assume ben that you promises, already taught Sonya ben that. promises if you give him your email address he'll sign you up for an ebook that'll teach you how to do it too <laughs> i i don't remember doing that but sure i'll, I'll, I'll yeah i don't remember that at all <laughs> did he say that no, I oh. was making a joke. Oh well, your oh, joke okay. was too uh, real, Brian. Uh, yeah, Ben did like offer to offer. teach you. Ben it does did sound offer very to teach like. So, guys, um, I've been recording this podcast for almost an hour. How long have you been recording? You've been recording uh, for an just hour, like an hour and a half. We started yeah. a little late. I'm at one. I'm at one thirty-five. Okay, yeah, that's not yeah. so bad. I just feel like mine is at fifty minutes, and I. Thought yeah. I joined near the end. Okay. Yeah, you were near the end of a normal podcast. Like, oh, I'm glad you joined, Stephen. Yeah, it was a lot yeah. better with me. Yeah, it was. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Good. Because the first thing we did say. was make a joke, and that's what we wanted. Uh huh. 
Okay, well, thank you. Speaking of Stephen, Cameron. What? Hmm? Thank you, Cameron. Oh, for what? <laughs> for being here. Oh, we're ending the podcast. Okay, you, yes. you usually are like, well, I guess that's it of the show. Um, Cameron, didn't you hear? Yeah. Didn't you hear the music start playing a few seconds yeah, ago to right. right. yeah. by on, the hold end hold of the podcast? Yeah. Let me give the folly. Ready? Yeah. Here, let me give the folly. There. Mm, I think I'm just gonna loop some... that repeatedly, and that'll be oh, our, uh, our song. Yeah. Okay, I'll give you the second verse. Keep going. I'll do bass. Thank you, Ben. Yes, yes, Thank you, Stephen. Thank you, Stephen. You're welcome. Okay, I'm out of breath, honestly. And thank you, everyone, for listening.